0: I'm a little fired up. Let's do a little. Let's do a little uh, ammonium. Whatever. I don't want to say smelling salt because then it seems like we're doing drugs. We're not actually the, the smelling salts they do on the bench during a hockey game. Just Fire to up. get fired up. Big win. Bang. <sighs> Bang. Oh, oh <laughs> throw that around. All right. We're now we're real hockey players. Not really, but we like to pretend we are. Wow, what a game! If I were, to... I mean, what a game! I, I'm, I'm another. Leafs win another Leafs playoff win in May. I don't know what else you could really ask for. Woo! Nothing really gets the juices flowing like that. It's warm outside. It was sunny today. It was beautiful. I mean, what other way to put it? The only way that the, this could be better would be that I wore a Leafs jersey when they won, and because I accidentally didn't, I did in game one, did not in game two. And now I'm stuck. I have to wear a golf shirt and a Leafs hat every single game until, until it doesn't work anymore. It's pretty incredible. Here with Josh and Jason. What's up, boys?
1: How's it going?
2: Big win. I, I will get pissed Big if up. I see you wear a jersey, by the way. I can't <laughs> wear a
0: jersey anymore. Um, we'll get into a lot of things. A lot of things going down on the socials and such, the, the old inner, inner web. Um, But I wanted to get you guys take on the game. If you're at a game in one line, if you were to give me a summary, your thoughts in one line, and then we'll get into more detail. What would it be?
2: Depth comes through. Nice,
1: nice. Comfortable win.
0: Comfortable win. Yeah. All right. I uh, I'll go a little stupid on it. A Golchenyuk revenge game. Oh, you gave
1: it. <laughs> like you gave it. it a there win. we go. You gave it a good
2: title. I like it. Toronto
0: that. Sun. Maybe <laughs> you that. should. They're gonna probably gonna steal this from us, but. <laughs> What were your thoughts on this game, guys? Let's get a little more in-depth. I'm curious, Josh. What, what are you thinking? What's going through your brain there? So
2: let's start with the lineup change. I yes. mean, I think uh, we, again, accurately predicted the lineup change. Uh, Brooks in for Riley Nash, which I really like to see. I think it was pretty surprising to most people to see Dermot in for Rasmus Sandine. I was not happy with that. You can see me tweet about it on the on on the Rinky Twitter account. Um, so, before we start the game, I just want to: What
0: did you guys think of those two lineup changes? Uh, I, I'm going to jump in. Obviously, Adam Brooks, I mean, has shown that he's a fantastic player this year. Pretty smart player. Does a lot of good, a lot of things very well, and has proven that he can be a depth player and has shown chemistry with the older guys, the vets, especially Jason Spezza. Joe Thornton, so it re- made a lot of sense to put him in there, and he showed some energy, unlike Riley Nash. I don't Riley Nash. I was okay with how he played in Game One. I probably shouldn't have been going back and looking at that. And Game Three, when he played, it, it was again not great. So, but I was really happy to see him draw in, and I, I thought he brought a little bit more speed, a little bit more energy. We saw the penalty should not have been a penalty on him. Yeah, I don't
2: know what that, that was. that
0: was a little bit weird. I mean, you're allowed to get hit after the whistle, but when you hit back, it's no, it's it's a penalty. That was kind of strange. There's been
2: some weird after-the-whistle calls in this yeah, series. Yeah. Both ways, really, that kind of feel like they aren't being called in other series, but
1: that's so all right. So one small thing. Why did the play get called like get called dead there? Did it go up in the netting? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then he hit he got Because he, got, then he, then got, he it, got crunched when it was uh, like, I lost sight of the so punch, and really he got right. crunched. Yeah, Anyways,
0: was, yeah. love to see a little motion there. Leaf penalty kill is buzzing right now, so they killed that off. No problems. Um, and then to get into the Dermot, the Dermot change. I do not understand this one, really. I, the, the claim was, the logic was I, that I saw, the only logic that we could find. That was the thing. Like, Kristen Shilton has to say something here. And so... So her tweet, I have it pulled up
2: if you want to react yeah, to go it. ahead. So it's, my theory on Rasmus Sandin coming out, assuming he's not injured, is that Sheldon Keefe felt it was important to keep Travis Dermot engaged in case they need him on this run. And Sandine was the only player Keefe could realistically remove to make that happen. Stupid.
0: Just stupid. I understand Travis Dermott does some things well, but by t- putting him in the lineup, Sandine does things well better than him. You're taking away from the top power play, which Sandine has shown that he's very good. Like he, He's performed very well on the power play. He moves the puck extremely well. And on, on top of that... When Dermot gets the puck, he's nowhere near as smart and can't move the puck nowhere near as well as Rasmus Sandin. I didn't quite really notice Dermot much out there tonight. I don't know some people will say that's good for a depth like a depth defenseman, but I don't know. I feel like if the if you can put a depth defenseman in there that you can actually notice to like contribute positive things. Then why take him out? I don't know. To take German out just again one more time. I don't know. I don't really like it. It's the playoffs. Put forth your best lineup. That excuse is just kind of weird. Oh, we're like, why not rest Jack Campbell next? We need him for the later games. Like yeah, odd. it was. It, it's a little odd. I don't. I'm not trashing Kristen Shilton on that one at all. I mean, yeah, she
2: does a great job. She was just yeah. giving her because because I think. The overwhelming sentiment on Twitter at the time, which was like right Silly. before the game, was why. Like nobody could mm-hmm. could really figure out why. And she gave her opinion on why she well, thinks let Rasmus
0: why. Sandin said he's a young defenseman. Let him see the. I, I don't. And if agree there was with somebody that, that would be tuned all, in enough
2: to know the reason, it's her. hundred percent. So I'm not trying. That's why we give credence I just find to what that she says.
0: If that is the reason, I'm. I'd be critical of Sheldon Keith. exactly in that situation there because Christian Shilton does a fantastic job, but. Yeah, just, that was just silliness. That made no sense. Jason, yeah. you had a point.
1: Yeah, no, I, I didn't like it. I tweeted out earlier before the game when I saw that uh, Dermott was coming in. Um, I, I kind of hoped that it was maybe Bogosian coming out because I, I didn't. I, I, I thought Sandin played well enough over the past three games to kind of cement his spot in the lineup. He's played well over the long stretch before the playoffs started. And like even just looking back at last year's playoffs, Bogosian was on Tampa. He missed five games. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I'm pretty sure they were scratches. I don't missed think... pretty key games, mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup Finals for Yan Ruta. Yeah, so it's it's like I I, I that's I, not to trash on Bogosian yeah, at all. He's yeah, he's been he's, he's been he's been fantastic. But like I I, I don't want to. I I just don't think that Sandin deserved to come out. I thought maybe Bogosian was going to get a rest exactly. maybe, and I, I I don't know like like I thought Sandin played well. I, I'm shocked that he came out. Yeah. Dermot to me, the only time I ever noticed him was early in the game. Seemed lost out there. He seemed to be fumbling <laughs> no, the puck a lot. Honestly, he
0: was okay. He was he was whatever. okay. No, no, he, he just whatever. seemed a
1: little, little. Uh, I don't know. Maybe pre, maybe jitters for the first couple of shifts, but yeah, it's it's like what, like you said, what are we getting with him that we're not getting with Sandin already, right? So, so
2: and and to just go back to Kristen Shelton's point about you know keeping Dermot quote unquote engaged for the future of the playoff run or whatever in case they need him. I said it on the first podcast playoff preview we did. Rasmus Sandin should not sit a game again as a Leaf. And that's why I was really upset that he was scratched because he did nothing to deserve to get scratched. And if your thought process is you want to keep Dermot engaged, how about the guy you actually have a huge investment in in Sandin where you use the first-round pick on him, you still have control over him. Dermot most likely is not on this team next year. So I don't know why. I, I get he may be frustrated. I understand it. But why, that reasoning makes no sense to me. Like, what about keeping your first round pick, who's kind of been jerked around by the team over the last calendar year? What about keeping him engaged when he plays
0: well again and without really any reason for it has to be a healthy scratch? Dermot can't sit for a couple of weeks and be engaged. But Rasmus Sandin is supposed to sit for 365 days and stay engaged. How what does that do for a it, guy's it was, development? It, yeah, it was just weird,
2: and, and we're not going to like nitpick that too much because they did. You know, they won the game; they played well. It's just, I, I would like to see Sandine back in there the next game. Yeah,
0: I
1: think
0: I think we're agreed. All, yeah,
2: agreed all on, that one. on that
0: one. Um, anything else to touch on this game? I mean, oh, so so, so first
2: of all, I mean, so my my little quote was: we had good bottom six, bad bottom six tonight. We just had great bottom six overall. The guys that we called out. So Galchenyuk, I mean, could it be a, a bigger tale of two games for him? Last game, he was bad. The game before, he was also really bad. I looked up the stats on natural stat trick. He was credited with zero shot attempts over two games at 20 minutes on of five-on-five play. So it's not like he wasn't playing a lot. That's like average third-line minutes at five-on-five. Five. He was a zero. He did nothing. Zero impact on the game whatsoever. And he comes in tonight... He played really, really well. I mean, the the two primary assists he had were about as pretty as they could be. So you got to tip your hat to him. He had a great game to start. Even Joe Thornton. Hey, he scored. He scored. Production is production. What do we say on this podcast? So those are two things I wanted to touch on because I was kind of hard on those guys last night. And hey, prove me wrong. I love it. Do that more. It was great. What did you think of the second line in general tonight?
0: I thought they were awesome. I mean... We'll get into guys that are number one star of the game, obviously, later. But I thought that Alex Kerfoot was fantastic tonight. The amount of two-on-one chances that guy has generated has been phenomenal. I would just like the decision-making. Maybe shoot the puck, brother. I know you don't have the best shot, but just put it on net. The number of times it's been broken up has been incredible. But that Nylander goal, where it was a beauty, Galchenyuk threw the legs. Where did that start? Alex Kerfoot the Joe Thornton goal I believe it was where did that start Alex Kerfoot he's skating out there in Montreal it seems like can't handle him I mean I know I'm talking about Alex Kerfoot right now like he is a fide top 20 player in the league right now but he has looked like it the past cup this this entire series his speed has been there he's a tenacious little guy I mean he's not the most skilled guy out there but just the way he is Driving that line, that Nylander Galchenyuk line has been incredible to see. I've, I've been very happy with him, and and then obviously William Nylander again. I thought this was his his worst game, but like production, <laughs> the, the, the the standard is pretty freaking mm-hmm. high for him right now. Um, adding another goal there. I mean, I I just thought they were they were terrific, and as you mentioned, production, production, production. Uh, I wanted to get any other sort of, uh what did you guys think of the top line tonight
1: I thought they played well I I was okay with them uh it just yeah. se- just seems like they can't get get the production that they want they they're still generating chances I think mm-hmm. um one thing that I like that they're doing is uh I think maybe they do as a team we're doing this um, when we enter the zone it doesn't se- it seems like the the I know this a lot with Marner specifically but it seems like the uh Montreal D are, are kind of backing in a little bit and 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 kind of coming together and and falling back into the slot and so we're like doing that little curl up and going across the the top of the zone when we enter it and, and i like that i think it's we've been able to generate chances off that and i think uh we, we looked really good in that transition play and I, and and i like that specifically with the first line but as a team we've also been doing that i
2: think well. i think you're dead on there because this was definitely their best game in terms of generating chances off the rush. So we saw last game they did oh, a really yeah. good job in terms of cycling and controlling the puck in the first in the second period specifically. Today it felt like they had by far their most rush chances of any yeah. game so far, which is good to see because hey, Montreal diversify the offense. Exactly. They, they they maybe are expecting something else when you can throw different looks at a team like that. It's really going to be hard for the, to stop a team with this much talent.
0: Yeah, was, that, was I just seeing, like, did Montreal's defense seem more aggressive this game? I didn't really understand that strategy. I mean, there was one, I forget who it was, had the puck. It was a backhand that went between carry prices. It bobbled around in there, but he stopped it. It was Yoel Edmondson was in the neutral zone pinching. And then he was just, uh, because, uh, like, some, someone, I saw someone say, like, oh, what, like, What's Montreal's D doing there getting over so late? And he's like, no, that's the right side D. The left side D is in La La Land in the middle of the ice. Like The fact that they generated so many chances off the rush just so, showed such a deficiency, I felt like, in their game plan there. And on top of that, Chris Verstiga said this on Instagram. I've shouted him out a couple of times. He's a very good follow. But what is Montreal doing with this, this, uh, this entry business? The cross-ice dump-in makes no sense. When you dump the puck in, like the goal is it goes around and you ha- you're you the first guy on it or you-, you put your team in a position to win the puck battle. You make it easier for them. By dumping it in across the ice, it's not going around. It's just coming straight out and it's going right to the other team's D and then you're not winning puck battles and it's just going the other way. You're not getting that sustained pressure. That was... Very strange, I found.
2: Also, the Leafs are a team that does a ton of video pre scouting work. We know a couple guys on Twitter have talked about that. Like, if you're ready for a play like that, it's pretty easy to defend it. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done more of like a fake dump in and maybe an entry pass across the ice to catch a defenseman cheating, something like that. But I agree. They did it two or three times tonight with absolutely zero success. So. That, and Sorry, I just need to mention this, guys. Jack Campbell. Come on. Jack Campbell. Yeah, buddy. When was the last time you had this much confidence in a Leaf goalie in the playoffs?
0: In the playoffs? It would probably be Frederick Anderson circa 2019 yeah, against the Bruins. I don't know if I agree with that one. But what do you mean? I,
2: I'm, my game personal one, confidence in him.
0: Game one through game six.
2: My personal confidence in him. He was fantastic. Him, I feel I more comfortable in the guy in net right now because he... Is, has just been steady. I'm very comfortable with the Eddie.
0: defense overall. I think he's a yeah. very good goalie. Not to, say, right. that, not to undermine his performance or how he's played or anything like that. I thought he has been fantastic. However, just the combination of the defensemen that they have in there the, that are very strong defensively but can also move the puck up the ice. I don't know how I haven't mentioned this, but just they have the modern-day defensive defenseman, And with a defensive defenseman, it's more than blocking shots, like stick lifting and all that, you have to be able to move the puck back up the ice, whether that's skating the puck up the ice or being able to make the stretch passes back up the ice. Because if you're just giving it back to the other team, you're useless. And that's what kind of they had in Ron Hainsey and Roman Polak. Now when you notice TJ Brody, Jake Muzz, and uh, Justin Hole, very good defensive defensemen, they can make those stretch passes back up the ice. It's the ability to make the defensive play as well as move it out, make a controlled exit out of the zone.
2: I mean, and also, like you said, I agree. you got to give some credit to even just the total commitment to defense by the team, by the Leafs. I mean, look, I'm looking on Twitter at, at, at Habs fans. They're kind of dumbfounded, like, we Nelt. cannot generate any offense against these guys. They have had basically no sustained pressure other than the last two games, okay, at the end of the third period they've had pressure, but tonight it was 3 nothing. Okay, like, the Leafs are fine to sit back in that situation, right? Yeah. And a credit to Kyle Dubas. He made, like, look at TJ Brody, honestly. This guy has been Not rock phenomenal. solid. Rock solid. Tonight, again, he was great tonight. I mean, and again, it feels like the team has more total commitment to defense as a whole as well. Which is, I mean, Montreal. I, I We had a Montreal fan just pass by in the office today before recording. And she's, what are we supposed to do, shoot more? I don't understand. Like, we can't score. And some of that's on camera, but you got to give a lot of credit to the Leafs total
1: team defense. Oh yeah. We've been able to do it as a whole this year I think, which is what I what I tried to get at with the the Morgan Riley stuff earlier earlier on in the year, you know. It's Shout out Nick Guida again. Backtracking of it. But yeah, like I'm I'm really happy with how we're, it it's been a team effort all around, you know. We've only allowed was it four goals against in uh four games. Four games, which is pretty good. Pretty good. I wonder what that anonymous player is uh, has to say Brew about Boudy. the Leafs' uh, defense after these last couple of games because I don't know. I, 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 I'm convinced, and I think if you're not convinced, you just simply aren't watching the game. So that's
0: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I believe his name rhymes with Brew Bowdy. <laughs> okay. Can I also bring true. up
2: one more thing? Yeah. I believe somebody in this room had a certain wager tonight.
0: No, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get, get into that. that. Okay, but okay. I, I just want to set that up
2: for later, maybe a little teaser.
0: I, I hate gambling. <laughs> So stupid! What a stupid activity for stupid people like me. Just ah. Anyways, moving along. <laughs> uh, so we got into pretty much anything still irking you with this team. I
2: also thought the power play moved the puck a lot better today, especially the first power play. We saw a little more movement. Yep. Nylander started on that first power play too, which was nice. Or he, I don't know if he started, but he was on there at at one point as well. Mm-hmm. And they they moved it pretty. He didn't start. He did. I don't he, think he started. Oh, he did. Okay. It was Joe Thornton. And then they and I did the quick, the quick change. The yeah. Change okay. Okay. Over, yeah. Cool. But um, I thought they had a little bit better sustained pressure, which was nice, and to move the puck a little better. You ended up with a play where Matthews was in the bumper spot, which I think we mentioned as well. He had a good chance on that. I'd love to see him. Obviously, I think they're going to end up scoring, so I'm not that worried Matthews about that. it he's
0: going to drop. Um, Everything regresses towards the mean.
2: Luckily, there's not that many complaints tonight. I don't love two offensive zone penalties from your fourth line. But
0: no, mm, yeah, it's tough. Even the, the TJ Brody penalty, I felt like he he just made a bad split second decision. Yeah, yeah. He was in a decent position to get under and then he went over, and that was a that was a hammer he brought down.
2: Yeah, but that brings to a positive, which has been the penalty kill has just been yeah. terrific.
0: The so. penalty kill has been phenomenal. And as, as you mentioned, the goal with special teams is you gotta win the differential Absolutely. between power play and penalty kill. Jason, you had a point? No. You did not. Cool. Um, but yeah, anything's still irking. I mean, Ilya Mikheyev, I think, mm. has got to figure it out. We've seen him do. We've seen him do like some positive things in the past, where he breaks up plays. He's, he's. We've seen him produce offense as well. But like, I felt like tonight was just more of when he got the puck, you knew he was going to make a bad decision. There was a play in the second period where he came down on a rush. I think it was a three-on-two or maybe a two-on-two, two-on-one kind of situation. Can't remember exactly, but the defenseman went down into a butterfly and Ilya Mikheyev just simply shot it straight at the defenseman. Yeah, The goalie didn't even have to make the save. A player is making stops on you. I, I just had, I myself had no confidence in him with the puck. I can't imagine how he's feeling right now. Unless he's rushing, and God knows what the hell's going and, on. And the head. frustrating
2: part is I thought his two line mates, Simmons and Engvall, did a really good job sustaining Fantastic. cycles tonight. And it just felt like maybe he's just pressing it a bit where Makayev, the puck just, it, it wasn't going to the right spot. He was fumbling it a little bit. He was taking shots in bad situations. I I don't know, well, I, I feel this way about kind of Dermot too. He kind of feels like the offensive Zermot version of travis Dermott to me where like they can do some things right you can see they can these guys can both skate like they're in the right spots but just not not enough happens when they have the puck or when they're on the ice which is not necessarily a bad thing for a guy like makai he's on a defensive role which he kind of is here but we'd like to see a little more from him for sure
1: i i wonder if if uh I wonder how much that him getting injured ha- had to do with it. Cause I remember before he got that when I'm talking about when he got injured, when he got cut on the wrist, cause I remember before he did have a little bit more of offensive flair. And it seems like since he's been back from that, we're kind of missing that a bit. He's been, I I, I don't know. He's advanced been advanced
0: numbers with him were actually, they look pretty good. I'm looking through to see if there's anything I'm missing here. I mean, unless I'm looking at the wrong game, totally like, Oh, again, they they that
2: line had good sustained pressure, right? Like, his
0: individual expected goals for was actually solid too. Yeah, well, 0.24. He, he could,
2: he, I just felt like it wasn't there for him though. Two
0: shots on goal. Oh, we'll keep we'll keep looking into that. I didn't, I wasn't prepared on that one. But guess who led the Leafs in expected goals for for a se- I believe a second game in a row? Wayne the Train Simmons. Another solid. That that third line is just, like. Engvall and Simmons are just playing the exact way that you want a third line to play, bringing a little bit of speed from Pierre Engvall, that four check. he's got a little he's bringing a little bit more bite, which you just love to see there. Uh, and then Simmons is bringing he, the possession game with him. He seems to be handling the puck very well, making the right decisions. All, everything's going his way. It's just hot, it's clicking. It's really nice to see there i so, wonder
2: I wonder if a potential lineup move there could be if Felino gets healthy again. You like how that second line played tonight. You put him on that third line. That like I mean, the way those two are playing now, Engvall and Simmons, with a guy like Felino, you could have really good sustained cycle play. You could have good offensive shifts there. And then maybe you put Makai with Simmons and Thornton. He brings a little speed to that line that they don't necessarily previously had. Just spitballing here. We've been pretty good throwing out some lineup suggestions for the least.
1: But
0: not? why not throw it down? That was a good one. I really I, I agree with that one. you.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Nothing like Brooks played well today, but nothing he did really wowed me. He he was good. They scored with him while he was on the ice. The uh, um, but yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Um, that honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe Mikhailov. Like if that's the case, maybe he sat. But who knows? Like that, I don't think he deserves to sit. But I don't, sit, sit. Yeah, but,
0: no, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. Usually, it's the guy that has sat before <laughs> yeah, will sit again. Yeah. I mean, I don't see. A regular but it's also more. you
2: know good for Brooks to get that playoff experience. I definitely think he's going to be looking long term. He will be probably a bottom six contributor next year and maybe the year after as well for us.
1: And, and as as the look of the series right now, do we even want? Felino like yeah, you're right. They may set him I mean, just we, in case. That's yeah, a good like, point as well. Uh, until like maybe if, if next game doesn't go our way, maybe maybe we bring him back. But if yeah, I'm okay with him sitting again. Like it's not especially if he's ready to go. Uh, just to make sure he's back to 100% health.
0: Agreed. agreed. Um, So time to eat crow, as we mentioned before. (laughs) Alex Galchenyuk. I mean, he was bottom in expected goals again, but production, he looked a lot better. He looked a lot more engaged in this game. And, I mean, he put forth some great... uh, There were some fantastic chances, and he just looked overall better on the ice there. Um, number one, he made about four through the legs passes, which I mean seemed to be his thing tonight. That <laughs> was, that was wild. It just seemed like, I don't know, the controller was broken or something <laughs> there. Um, so we have to eat crow on that one. We have to eat crow on the old Joe Thornton mm-hmm. called for him to be scratched. He buried one
2: happy, really happy. to I think everyone's happy. happy to yeah. see that. For yes. him.
0: Um, and then, so yeah, we mentioned before in the podcast, so you said half and half so it was Spetsa Simmons, Engval in one half. Yep. that was playing well. I, I threw Kerford in there as well because he was kind of yeah, up and down, yeah, that's right? True. Um, and then the other half not playing well was Joe Thornton. Um, Riley Nash. Nash came out, which yeah, got one out right. And Galchenyuk. and Galchenyuk, and then so
2: two of those uh, guys stepped up. So so, so goal next up. game is what we're saying. <laughs> Hopefully that'd be nice <laughs> for his confidence.
0: What's that? What's the odds on that? one <laughs> plus five, But right?
2: I I think overall like. Just the depth scoring has really come through. When you get you got one goal right now from your top line, one over four games, and we're up three one. And John Tavares hasn't played. I mean, think about that. If you if we if we're sitting here doing our playoff preview and say, hey, by the way, Matthews, Marner, and Hyman are going to combine for one goal, and John Tavares is going to be out for the series ten minutes in, but you're going to be up three one. You <laughs> we're taking that.
0: That is that's hot. Carolina just scored on the screen. Jordan Stahl went absolutely bananas i haven't seen him like that since eric Stahl's bachelor party nice yeah got him um okay so made it we we admit it; we were wrong yeah. a little bit. Happy on that one. to be wrong there, happy. though. Again, it happy. wasn't
2: it wasn't a a, a case of. But then
0: of, again, I mean, it, it's okay to be mad at these guys. They're, they we've seen Joe yeah. Thornton play very well. We've seen Alex Galchenyuk play very well, but we've also seen them play like absolute doggy doo doo. And,
1: and we, we also know that they listen, so we want to give them that extra exactly. motivation. Exactly. So they, we they put they can. it out, <laughs> it, and it will
0: come true. Um, so I wanted to go through some bullet points, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to the DMS. Um, so a little. Uh, Little speed ball, yes or no? Ready? Mitch Marner played up to your standards tonight.
1: Yes. E- the game, yes. The
0: name of the game is speed. Yes. All right. I, I'd say no. I, I wanted him to play a little bit better, but Matthews played up to your standards tonight. Yes. Mm, I'd say yes. No. Eh, Just say no. No. There yeah. you go. What was wrong on him? No, um,
2: I thought it was one word. Oh. <laughs> All right. My <laughs> bad. No, quick. You have ten seconds. Go.
1: Um I just thought he was the least engaged of the three on his line. That's it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: I believe Dom's game score had him as the worst forward on the Leafs tonight. Mm-hmm. So wow. something else. But okay.
1: Yeah. Anyways, Sandine
0: sitting was good for him in terms of his development. No. absolutely
2: a hundred percent no.
0: <laughs> no. Um Leaf sat back too much in the third. Fourteen to four in shots, shots in favor of Montreal in the third. By the way,
2: no. Yes, but three nothing game not as concerned as the last one.
0: Interesting. All right, and last one. Zach Hyman hates the rink rat report.
2: Yes, hundred percent. Thousand yes.
0: percent. Yes. <laughs> if you did not see it, Zach Hyman two, plus two sixty was our pick. Anytime goal, and you got a breakaway. Carrie Price made a nice save. I mean, don't expect too too much from Zach Hyman on our breakaway and I said, No what? It's fine. I actually answered someone in the DMs, Sam Hilsey. And I said, You know what? It's okay. Empty net goal. <laughs> Bang it. And what happened?
2: You know what? Usually the empty net goal misses are painful, but like, okay, he missed from like... It's Zach
0: Hyman. This guy eats empty net goals for breakfast. He made a fantastic play in the neutral zone to get possession of the puck and break up a pass, and then he goes in on a breakaway, a (laughs) clear-cut breakaway on an empty net. I have money (laughs) on this, and this stupid asshole misses the net. He does not even hit the post. He misses the entire net. No, the
2: thing is, it wasn't even like... Oh, cross the red line and just rip it at the net. He was in the slot and he missed the net. Like was this how. is your
0: bread and butter, brother. This is what's getting you paid in underrestricted free agency. And you miss the one time in my life that I put money on you to score <laughs> a goal. I don't know who I'm more upset at. The Edmonton Oilers or Zach Hyman right now? Because this is ridiculous. Does everyone hate me? <laughs>
1: I wonder if that was a pass to Matthews off the far boards. No, no, no. no. <laughs> just trying to make it feel better in any way. I, I don't know. Imagine if he goes on a breakaway <laughs> empty just slap the pass slap pass off the boards. You're
0: Zach Hyman, dude. Does he? He has a career playoff goal, but
1: he's a couple. Jesus, with a torn ACL stud.
0: Anywho, let's get to the direct messages. So the question tonight, oops, the question tonight was. Um, who is the best player for the Leafs in game four? I was going to do something else. Josh actually encouraged this one simply because I, I think there could be a lot of different answers. for yeah, I agree. I think, I agreed I think
2: we'll it. probably get a lot of different answers. I think answers, we'll get
0: too. a lot of different answers. And right now, he is beyond correct. First one here. Yep. Actually, the first one I'm reading is Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk shoved your comments right up your ass. <laughs>
1: what was that what was that oh man
2: he's right who or she whoever said Mark
0: Patero said Yelchenyuk shoved your comments right up your ass good I'm happy
2: good we'll take it (laughs) again I want to clarify something just because you've been bad in two games doesn't mean it precludes you from being good in the third one and I'm very happy that he was good in the third one but yes he did he proved us wrong thank you good Okay. Um, but I, 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 that's a good suggestion. Obviously, he played great, set up two primary assists. Really nice
0: play from and that then, line. So we got a lot of different replies here. Um, so then in terms of Galchenyuk, Vittorio, um, obviously he's from Woodbridge, uh, Said also said Galchenyuk. Stu Mills said Galchenyuk. Uh, Carson Bunker also said Galchenyuk. We have a lot of – Hugo Principe also said Galchenyuk. A lot of and, support for Galley. Good for him. A lot of support for Gal- and hey, uh, Carson and Bunker. Yeah, Carson Bunker, as I mentioned, Galchenyuk. A lot of Galchenyuk. Yeah. You know what? Production, brother. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. The, the, the fancy numbers weren't great, but it's like, I don't know how they looked in terms of if you take away the third period because the third period really does screw up the numbers there. But I, I, I agree, a oh, thousand percent. I thought he had a great game as well.
1: Let, let's say the least. Play whatever. I, I, let, let, let's at least continue on in, in, in the series and play, play in the playoffs. For I don't want to put a number on the games, but let's say Galchenyuk does this every three games where he's off for two and on for one. Are we happy with that play uh, throughout the playoffs or are we ma- want to see it more on a consistent basis?
2: Uh, probably if he wants to stay in the lineup, you're going to want it on a more consistent basis just because there's a lot of competition. But, I mean, he'll take it for now for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: this guy didn't send... <laughs> Peter Vidak didn't send in a, a name of a player. he just sent it a picture a video of him taking a Montreal Canadian sticker off a rack and throwing it in the back. all right good stuff.
1: <laughs> I love that video
0: all right um some other claim, uh, ones that some other submissions that we got in here that I thought were really good. um Adam Kantois and Owen Clute both said spezza.
1: I like that. I like that.
2: You get shout. Out, he's got two goals this series. He's played really well, limited minutes, but he's always seems to maximize those minutes. Oh, oh yeah.
1: And, and just hearing the Sully, like him scream when he scored, just it it reminds you. Just seeing his face just reminds you how much he really wants to win for this team. Oh yeah. He, like we will do almost one anything. One
0: thing. To win. I mean, he's he's a respected vet. He's one guy I would have been okay with looking off Matthews on that one time around. Oh yeah. The, maybe the one, guy, the one guy, the one guy. But Matthews was he was bang on that stick yeah. there so i i spets has got a fantastic shot i would have liked to see him shoot that one but no harm no foul I good guess good that uh one. good suggestion I that's like a good that suggestion mm-hmm. that was a good one there um and then we got robbie mora and where are we blake sully both said kerfoot i like that i know Again, you guys like that one. i
2: agree i th- I, th- I think i think Buzzin' buzzing he's, out there he's and you know what a lot of, lot of criticism has come his way over the last two oh, seasons because, yeah. you know, you're traded for Kadri. Those are big shoes to fill. I mean, let's be honest. Kadri was an amazing centerman for us. And he's kind of been up and down the lineup. Little center, little winger. Too. And you know what? When we've needed him the most, which is right now, because I, I can't imagine anybody else filling that 2C hole right now yep. the way that he has the last two games. So, again, I, I've been really impressed with his play.
1: Yeah, earlier yeah. on in the Leafs... Uh, development of this group we kind of thought that maybe nylander would be the one sliding into that role we saw it we saw it earlier two two years ago in the playoffs with boston where he's tried to play that center role. He, he didn't fit and I, i'm happy that we we were able to pull that trade off and get someone who could fit there i know it was, yeah, he's been he's, he's been I great who for said us. it he's
0: he's the guy that we traded kadri for mm-hmm. yeah who said and, and we
1: almost got the best of both worlds because we were originally supposed to get brody and jankowski but kadri nicks that yeah comes Chankoski. full circle we end we end, we end up getting kerfoot and brody so i'm I'm happy I'm with it yeah I'm happy.
0: exactly yeah. exactly uh a couple other submissions that we got in here blake sully also said Mar- uh, marner as well he couldn't make up his mind um these are a lot of different uh, jack campbell got a couple votes in here oh, jake, yeah. he jake got a shout out Giro, i mean jake Eero steady. and liam higgins both said uh Jack Campbell I Jack mean, Campbell
2: could have been your suggestion for all four games. Oh yeah. So
0: far, honestly. A hundred percent. He's been he's been rock solid, dude. Look at the no, look at the save percentage. That's one yeah. thing I'm surprised by. We haven't seen the old Jack Campbell as a X save percent. I don't even know what to calculate. It's probably in the nine sixties, nine seventies, I gotta say. I mean yeah. a little shutdy for the kid tonight.
1: Great.
0: Not bad. Um and then I think we covered all of them Hyman. Oh, Hyman got a couple of votes. Because, he was working hard as he, he always is. It, Gordo yeah. kills. Thought this guy, yeah, Gordo kills said Hyman, I believe. I, didn't I like mention. that. Yeah, he said Hyman. Yep, Hyman. And he said not to drag on our bad beat. <laughs> um, one interesting one that I got in the requests here was Tevi Mendel said Zach Bagosian, quietly strong stick and so. Gosh darn solid every time he touches the ice.
2: Well, he did make a play which made us both say he's a defender with a long stick. Shout out yeah, Pierre Maguire, Derrick Detition. Yeah, but I, yeah, he's been solid every single game. I, don't, I wouldn't say he was the most impressive, but I mean, there's nothing it's wrong with giving steady. credit to somebody. Again, understated steady play, which we need. This I
0: mean, is 100%, it's why we brought him in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For this, these moments right here. Um, I think we've gone through everyone's suggestions here. I love them. I love all of these. Thank you, everyone, for the suggestion for the video, and the uh, the the Europe's and the the nominations for these players. I want to get your guys' vote in here.
1: I'm gonna go with Kerfoot again. I Kerfoot? I think he's been. I think I think he's a, he's, been, he's uh, like we we've, we've already praised him enough. I, he, I think yeah. he's really elevated his play, and he's kind of done everything that Keith has asked him to do, including penalty kill, which he uh, he wasn't really doing earlier on yeah. in the year. So he's he's really open to anything, and he's been succeeding at it, which is always good to see.
2: Uh, I'm also going to say Kerfoot. You kind of stole it from me. That's okay. Wow. I, I think just because of how important the fact that he's elevated his play has been to this series so far. Again, it, it, without him, you could argue, I'm not sure it's 3-1 right now in terms of how he's really stepped up and taken that second-line center role. So I'm going to say Alex Kerfoot.
0: Awesome. Awesome. What Three apples tonight. I was going to say Alex Kerfoot. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually going to say Ale- I was very impressed. I mean – not just the points number. I, I thought overall he was just—he was generating a lot of chances, and sometimes people were screwing it up for him. But what a yeah! I, you can't say enough good about Alex Kerfoot right now. Our big question was that's a huge hole left by John Tavares at the second set line center position, and Alex Kerfoot, brother, shout out! That was, that was—he's been awesome so far, and tonight he was awesome again
2: I think one guy that wasn't mentioned that I would like to give some more praise to again is TJ Brody I think he's yeah. just pretty much oh, been yeah. rock
1: solid small the thing they, they did a little close-up on his stick for one of the replays and I just want like a permanent camera just close to up on his stick at all times just because the way he does like just the small movements that, that he like the way he's able to get the, like his stick on the puck when the other guy has their stick on it and able to like fish it out somehow he's he's, he's so understated smart player. so excellent with it yeah
2: no doubt
0: oh yeah especially I mean the amount of minutes that he played in the like like, his defensive metrics are solid, especially. As always, yep. Like, he's rock solid. And as we mentioned, he makes the strong defensive plays, but he can also back it up on offense. Absolutely. He's, mm-hmm. he's a decent offensive player and can move the puck as well. And, uh yeah, shout out Chatham. Shout out Chatham, Ontario. Shout out Chatham. And home to TJ Brody. <laughs> and Zach. And Zach. Um All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for the submissions. Those were Amazing. Makes the show so much better, more engaging. Um, Keep
2: them coming. I th-
0: think we've gone through everything other than my last point is why is Montreal the way they are?
2: I, I really think they're, like I said at the start, they're missing that kind of game breaking talent up yeah. front, whether that would have been Sebastian Ajo, or Maybe they were rumored to go after Taylor Hall, John Tavares, too. Like, it's Pierre just. Too, Dubois. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he he, he almost have... seems to fall in line too much with what they already have. Like, kind of like, mm. yeah. uh, like. They just. I Are you scared by anyone on their team? And I. I don't want this to come back and bite us where we blow a Nick series. Suzuki. But yeah, Nick Suzuki that. and Caulfield when he comes in, he plays well. But yeah, even like again, not to harp on Josh Anderson again. He just too much straight line shoot. Like we got. They got. They have, are missing such a creative flair that would really help them. It's just yeah. a lot of again. They get the shots, but it's kind of like one and done, over and over and over, one and done shot. Shoot, miss the net. We break the puck out. It just. They're missing that sustained pressure. I I I don't hate their their players. It's not like a I don't think it's a blow it up situation. It almost
0: re- reminds me of what the Leafs were in 2014. Am I A, a little bit. I think not they Not probably- the greatest move, not the greatest defense back there like the 2013 playoffs if you remember. I think right they now. probably
2: have are, are more sustainable as a group than that Leafs team was. I think that That's Leafs true. team had fundamental flaws in terms of how yeah. poor they were especially defensively. Um it's just they they're not good enough yet. And it's not a bad thing cuz they have good young talent as we've seen. They need to add. They really do. And the problem is they have some really bad contracts. So it's going to be hard to to add to that group without probably taking someone out of the group. Like again, Josh Anderson's still a good piece. Tyler Tufey a good piece. Those are good vets you have. Gallagher's a really good player. Nick Suzuki's going to be a stud. Yep. Cole Caulfield's going to be a stud. So you got pieces there.
0: Hopefully Duran is okay yeah, with his exactly. whole
2: situation. That's hopefully, another thing we didn't really we never really touched he on. He hasn't
0: it. played this series. And like, he's not going to like that's hopefully he's okay. Like yeah. that's the main thing health and Everything's all right with his family and such, but
2: and again, shout out Carey Price. He didn't play spectacular time. He still had some good saves. With oh, yeah. it, without him, it's probably the series is probably over right now. Oh, yeah. So
0: yeah, I'd say so as well. He's he's been he's I mean he's made SE grow. I thought he was going to be terrible. Yeah, and he wasn't very good this year, but he's been he's been he's been, rock, he's been rock salt. He's been what they needed back there, and he's covered a lot of defensive flaws that they have. And as we mentioned, especially tonight with those off the rush chances.
2: A hypothetical, I just thought of: if you were Montreal, would you give? Nick Suzuki in a trade for Jack Eichel, for example.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
2: I wonder what their fans would say. I agree. Like, that's a type of guy. Like, they need that number one player. It doesn't have to be a center. It could be a winger as well. That can just really break the game open for them when, you know, again, these kind of one-and-done chances aren't going in for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jack, Eich- Jack Eichel is such a good player that, like, people – it's funny how like you have a stretch of you have one bad year because your team is absolutely terrible or the circumstances are terrible or you're injured and people just forget about what a good player you are, because he was he was amazing. Year. He's he's an amazing player. There's no other way to put it. And I can't pinpoint why. In the past, you know, you really
2: as Lee stands, we really don't like the Habs. This series doesn't. I, it's, I don't feel that much hatred towards them. I don't know. That's just you've been thing. on Twitter enough. Their I, fans are horrible. no, I know, fans. but I mean, I don't know. So are Leafs fans. I mean, but the the but like the hockey hasn't been that. There's No dirty plays, really. Like there's a couple of hacks, but that's expected for Gallagher. play. That's yeah, playoff hockey. Like that's just how yeah. it is. But I I don't know. The Leafs have just really played well, which is yeah. good
0: to see. So yeah. it's relieving. I mean, three up three one. It feels good. Who would have thunk? Look at, us. <laughs> look, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Um, I think that covers everything for game four for the Leafs. Covered it and covered it once more. Um, any thoughts on the Oilers? And so Oilers Sheesh. and Jets oh series. God. There was another team. It's, that's
2: series. another one where the narratives go crazy on Twitter. Oh after. Obviously, God. it's funny. They got swept, but. The Oilers won the expected goals battle every single game. <laughs> but And I think one one thing I'll give credit to Jason, Mike Smith definitely wasn't as good as I thought he would have been in this okay. series. If you, you want to take some credit for that one.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Finish what you're going to say. Though. No,
2: I think the, the real thing when we were analyzing this series and said, okay, we know that there's a goalie advantage from Hellebuck to Smith, but we think Smith has been good enough this year that it's not as big as an advantage compared to the advantage that Edmonton has in terms of their Roster and their talent compared to Winnipeg, especially we we really thought Edmonton's decor was better than Winnipeg, which I still think it, it probably is. But the the biggest difference in that series was obviously Connor Hellebuck to Mike Smith, and it's it's a seven game series, and a goalie can steal four games no problem. We've seen it happen a ton yep. of times, and we're, it's not that surprising that Hellebuck was able to play the way he was. It it just is, you know, when you see a team with the talent of the Edmonton Oilers. Get swept like that; it's jarring. Like
1: Ta- talent in quotations, because there's not re- it's not as yeah. deep as you'd like it to go, right? You, no, it's not. A- ideally, when you talk about talent, you want it to be up and down your roster, not just. But even uh, like three players, t- like
2: Healers didn't play at the start, and you're still losing those mm-hmm. games. Like that's, yeah, I don't know.
1: And, and Dubois didn't play game and
2: one Dubois, Exactly. And you I lose think that Patrick
0: game. Bacon brought up a great chance, and this is something that people don't say enough about hockey. I mean, it's a, it's not, it doesn't have the same like surface area playing surface as soccer um it's a very quick game i mean they're on freaking skates and there's someone that there's one person that stops the puck from from the other team from scoring in net there's a lot of random nonsense in the games and patrick bacon brought up a great point he said if you flip a coin uh, four times for it to land on heads each time i think it's like a 6.25 percent chance like that that's kind of what happened here. It was yeah, like, the point is not it's not how many z- overtimes it, were yeah, there? In that it's
2: yeah. not a 0% chance. That's the point. Yeah. it can happen. And it just did. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we've seen, again, we saw Tampa Bay get swept by Columbus. I don't yep. think we'll ever be surprised again by any sort of first round upset or sweep.
0: No, that wasn't to the extent of Tampa Bay Columbus. I but agree. That was, that I'm was just brutal. saying like, when
2: you see something like that, nothing really surprises you now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, on that series, I mean, just like I, I, the narratives are flying in terms of Winnipeg plays that gritty playoff style <laughs> defensive game, brother. They have Connor Hellebuck in net. It's quite. It's pretty when good you defense. When give though, yeah. up a ton of chances and Connor Hellebuck stops them all, that's not a good defensive scheme. I mean, like, who do they have that's good on defense? Neil Pionk and Josh Morrissey, but like. Are they the best defensive defensemen in the game? Like
2: the, the Winnipeg Jets fans themselves would tell you they are not a good defensive team. I'm sorry, they're not. There's a reason that everyone was trying to connect them to Matthias Ekholm at the trade deadline. And there's a reason their yeah. fans were disappointed that they didn't make any bigger moves for any defenseman at the trade deadlines because it was a very clear yeah, weakness for their team. Ben. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why they were complaining about it. So... I don't know where that that's a narrative. Maybe if you haven't watched in three or four years, which is fine. I mean, yeah. it's hard to keep up with hockey. No, no problem, but the, their defense is Connor Hellebeck and
1: great for
0: them. Cause he's a, he's an absolute stud monster, monster goaltender, top three in the world for sure.
1: Yeah. He's been, he was great all series guys. What What did you think about the, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about the refereeing in the series saying, uh, I don't know. I guess they they're complaining about it in the entire playoffs, just saying that they're letting too much go. And, uh, I think it was someone someone tweeted about how they like watch McDavid plays counted almost thirty infractions that could have been called and not a single penalty was called on McDavid, which is a little. I guess that's playoff hockey. I, I don't know. I don't know. It I, seems I,
2: hard to believe though, like that not zero. he didn't draw a single mm-hmm. penalty. Zero. Yeah, it's. That's I mean, I think everyone would admit the refereeing and play out in the playoffs is not to the standard that most would want it to
1: be. Yeah. No. It's a and hard I mean, job
0: though. When you have zero on McDavid, you can break down the calls and you can find calls that they made on other players that mm-hmm. wasn't on McDavid. I feel like they just let too much go. However, I mean, when you bring up the point like people want to oh, call the penalties as as they are. Like if you call everything, the game's not going to be played. It's it's and then people are going to be they're going to be fr- afraid to touch each other. There's not going to be any point in throwing any bodies. It's not going to be as physical, but it is tough to see when the best player in the game just gets absolutely mauled game in and game out. They need to find some sort of balance there, some yeah. sort. Like, I know you manage the games for frick's sakes. Like, just like one per game at least, yeah. because you can find one. Trust me, it's not that hard.
1: Uh, uh, how, how do you guys feel if you're McDavid though? Like, what? I feel bad
2: for him. I also, it's also like the amount of camera shots on him after like oh, every yeah. goal. Yeah. against is getting yeah. a little. The ridiculous.
0: way that him like. and Eichel have aged. They look like Holy milk
2: so. in, in Arizona. I saw a tweet that was something like, oh, who would have predicted that um, Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel are a couple of years into their career and not succeeding in Edmonton and Buffalo? And the answer was everybody because it's <laughs> Edmonton and Buffalo. But I think something to point out is, again, Edmonton's have to really let them down. like To a point where they... They almost had. We're only playing two lines in the in the overtime. There, they Dave Tippett clearly does not yeah. trust half of that roster, which is, I don't know if that's an indictment against him or against Ken Holland, but I know Ken Holland has said, you know, we didn't go all in at the deadline because we have a longer term plan. Like we're not necessarily ready to win now, but I mean,
1: the, they need to make a big big splash this yeah. offseason. That, that was such a weird thing to say too, especially since the year before you burned this year's picks to go all in like the like. In 2020, right? What did like, they
0: trade? Didn't they trade like two seconds or something? there? second Athanasio. and a fourth for uh, Athanasius, and yeah. then you decided that he wasn't worth um, qualifying, qualifying for yeah. four and a half million dollars. Like that just seems like poor yeah. asset management to yeah. me. Um, that was kind of weird. It's it's uh, sad
2: to see though. I mean, you want Connor McDavid to make a deep mm-hmm. run in the playoffs? It, like yeah. every uh, honestly, I think every Even Stephen A. Smith wants, wants him to see him absolutely <laughs> and see him go and Back to the reffing thing. Like again. I just don't know why it's not like this in hockey. But they just don't get the same respect as star players no. in other sports. Yeah. Like it's just the way it is. I don't know why. Like Tom Brady, Tuck rule. No offense, go to that. But like, that's a, but that's it's just not like that in hockey, unfortunately. And I think if there was any sort of change to the refing, that people would probably be okay with is if you, you know, gave give the breaks to the star players. Like that's fine. There's there's a reason give they're starting players. Give them like, it, that's I, all I'm asking. Especially I'm because it seems to be they get fewer calls than would make sense in terms of how much they touch the puck and how much they're on the yeah. ice.
0: So. I mean, people are paying money to go see them, not the refs. The exactly. Ones, not the refs. <laughs> not the Josh, or Not Josh Archibald and all them. But, yeah, I think we've nailed it. Yeah. A Very entertaining playoffs, though. I'm so happy to be watching it in in late spring. Such a good feeling. I think uh,
2: for, wo- for a, the first time in a long time, I don't want to speak too soon, but this is a very high-energy Leafs fan base uh, in the playoffs, which is nice to see.
0: And, uh, I mean, like, if you look at it, Carolina was the one seed, and they're, they're having a tough time. It looked oh, yeah. like they were about to go down in the series. It was a big, uh, big overtime so, win for them tonight. See, this, see us compared to them. It's like.
1: I, I think this is probably the best I've ever felt going into a playoff elimination oh, game. Oh, 100%. This is yeah. with, with, for in my entire life as, as, of these fans. It's not too long. No doubt. Only 20 some odd years, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, f- I, f- I feel okay going into, uh, what is it? I agree. Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep.
0: Yeah. Game five, Thursday. We're going to record after that game. Absolutely. I have a pot up for Friday for you. And, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see you guys on Friday then. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go.
2: Good stuff.